When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's the Lori and Julia show for your Monday afternoon here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We have covered a lot of ground today. A very busy Monday, but more ground to cover before we put the uh, ribbon on this particular episode of the program. That's right. I give my best dress for the Critics' Choice last night. Donnie posted the gallery. Anne Hathaway wearing gold Versace, looking like a golden oh. statue herself. She looked gorgeous. Did she have a baby like Four or five months yeah, ago. Yeah, she did. She so, just had the glow. And I was wondering why she was there. Was she a winner last year? No, she, she only went? gave birth in December. Oh, for credit. Well, okay, I'm just going to tell you, when wow. you have your youth, and you, well, the baby's got a little, out, you can see. I, t- I was got in a little jeans, tummy. literally in my old jeans, three weeks after I delivered baby number two. Oh, you little happy No, breaker. well, like that's it. the only time <laughs> in my life I told you that I, I ever it, was lucky. I think Anne wore that dress right now because her boobs are, were everything in that dress. That, she's not, she's more small breast oh, yes. Yes. privilege. Yes. And she's got like full and that dress needed cleavage. Yes. I loved what she was wearing. Okay, Lori, did you read something that Prince Harry showed up um, two hours early and had a private meeting with the Queen today? I wouldn't saw be, it on the Daily Mail. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm reading. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that happened. That he showed up early. He put his head in her lap and cried. Grandma. <laughs> and Please. cried. You yeah. know, they have a special bond. Yeah. She and Harry. And this is her most personal statement. We've talked about her statement that they mm-hmm. will let them figure out what it's going to be, but he needs to work with his dad and his brother on it. Yeah. Um, her most personal statement since the passing of um, Diana. Probably. Mm-hmm. And that was only because she mishandled she it for so long. Right. And people were pissed at her. Like, you Jeez. need to recognize that she was an icon. Yeah. So it, anyway. The story, I don't know if it was true. It was from The Sun, was that Prince Harry confronted David Beckham over a couple of Meghan yes. Markle leaks. And I wonder yes. if that story is true. Because mm-hmm. apparently Victoria uh, Beckham told Megan, you know, this is a good salon to get your bits waxed. I remember. This is a good nail salon. Yep. This is a good hair person. You know, when you move, you got to find all new beauty squad. Course, yeah. Anyway. So was Victoria the leak, maybe? Well, no. No. I don't think I so. I don't know, but if he confronted so. Beckham, I mean. But is this a made-up story right, is coming from know. the sun? We don't. Because they call him the paranoid prince. I refuse <laughs> to call Harry paranoid. He's protective. 
All right, fine. The princess has led the prince out of the ivory tower. All right. What a Disney spin. All right. Okay, so uh, how about this, Julia? How about this little story? Um, Zayn Malik and Gigi Hadid, remember when she was like a like flirting friend, flirting with his mom over Insta a week yeah, ago? Yeah. They're back together. Yeah. They they broke up for a solid year, and uh, now they're back together, and they're just feeling so grown up about it. He's twenty seven and she's twenty four. Mm-hmm. Nothing like getting back together. Like, uh, you know, you show somebody I'm living the single girl life, or I'm living the single guy life, and then all of a sudden you start dating, and then you go, oh god, maybe I do miss that person. Maybe that was the a, one. A year what breakup is good. A year. Well, yeah, I think so. Like, mm-hmm. like to decide whether or not you're, you know, going to be. If you want to get back together, like you know, she hung out with that bachelor guy, and you know, right. I mean, she maybe had some fun. Maybe she was the one that broke up with him because she hadn't dated very much. Oh, there you go. You know, that could totally be true. Uh, Billy Porter, going back to the Critics' Choice, he yes. wore a dress last night. I he have wore... to admit. I didn't like it. And then fake butterfly tattoos all up and down his arms. I was trying to embrace, I'm not ready for the full strapless look. I just didn't think it was a good look for him. I, I think he does better with his blazer and a skirt. Or yeah. uh, You, you know, know where it went wrong for me? All of the tragic butterfly They were all over. Tattoos. Yeah. That's where that outfit went wrong. Um, well, and... Um, that's a good place for it to go wrong. Brad Pitt, like you said, he wasn't there last night to pick up Best Supporting, but it was virtually a repeat of every single Golden Globes uh, in the movie category. Yeah. Every single Best Director was Parasite. Yep. Uh, it was actually a tie between uh, him and Sam Mendes for 1917. Best Supporting was Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Yes. Best Supporting was Renee Zellweger and Brad Pitt. Then Joaquin won. And then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood right. won. Right. And Joaquin Phoenix, I don't know if you watched him, his 60 I Minutes saw that- Anderson Cooper. No. I thought it was good. I thought it was pretty good, yeah. too. His whole family has never really sat down and been interviewed. And they talked about River Phoenix. His brother and- that passed away in front of the Viper Room. Gosh. And Joaquin- 30 years ago or whatever. Uh, Didn't Joaquin was- find him? Wasn't he, he with was them? They were there. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was 30 years ago. 80s, wasn't it? Maybe early 90s, 90s or okay. something. But, I mean, you love to get the details just right on that. I really um, don't care. I know, but... The I, only thing I want to talk... Go ahead. I, I 93. Mean, 93. Okay. Um, it, it just... The family... Like, they showed this home movie of how they used to, like, perform on Hollywood Boulevard, like, by in front of Grauman's Theater to, like, make some money. The Arquette family did that as well, if you remember them talking about that. Yeah, because they stopped being part of the Children of God cult and living in South America and moved back to L.A., and it was just a way to make some money because they isn't, were so poor. Yeah, isn't that wild? It's because kind of there are still people performing in front of Grauman, Grauman's Theater, oh, but they're absolutely. wearing superhero things yeah. or they're wearing Scar- Snow yeah. White or something like that. Uh, Rooney did not come up. That must have been 
off limits. limits. Yeah. Well, just in time and 20 years late. Yeah. Um, the iconic Versace huh? dress that Jennifer Lopez wore to the 2000 uh, Grammys. Don't even 2000, tell me we can own it now. That started, uh, the Google images started as a result of so many people looking for that dress. Um, they've just come out. With a $1,500 Medusa frame jungle print time piece with Roman numerals that will take you back in time. So the wrap, it's a watch with a cloth wrap band that you wrap. It looks like a Versace scarf, but it's made out of J-Lo's dress material. So that is available 20 minutes. It's kind of cute. Which I don't want to have to tie a watch on. Yeah, I'd never get that on. And think of how dirty that would get. Yeah, I know. I mean, I yeah. get. I like to be practical a little bit. It is bit. twenty years too late. It's twenty years too late. Did you mention mm-hmm. the price? It's it's fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, okay, okay. It's, it's coming out in May. You could, but it comes with an interchangeable black leather strap for a more subtle swap. But yeah. I just, um, yeah, you can find an old watch and get and a swatch a, of fabric. Yeah, and just you could do it yourself. and just pretend. Yeah, right. That's ex- <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly what's going on there, and you know. Kudos, kudos to Jeff Bezos, the, one of the richest men in the world. He gave the Australia fire victim $690,000, and it's the same as giving point zero 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 six of your salary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do we think of him? i got to be honest. I ordered one thing off Amazon that I couldn't find in a store. Yeah. And it's the size. It's a little Trish McVoy um it's you know the makeup lady yeah and it's the size smaller than a size of nail polish okay and what it does is it's liquid and you put it on your eye um powder your eyeshadow and it makes it liquid and yeah. waterproof and mm-hmm. i use that for a tight line yeah and i was out and i couldn't find it anywhere so it's that little littler than a nail polish bottle it came in a box for shoes yeah and then i just sat there and felt such shame and then the box was kind of open, and I thought, did someone take my one little dumb thing out of yeah. the shoe box? Like, why don't they get some, like, small padded envelope? I, I, I don't understand. Listen to me. Like, I had such purchase They should have shame. some kind of a contest or something, even within, like, with their workers, and give somebody, like, money for coming up with, uh, you know, I, saving. I, I, I've gotten stuff in padded envelopes from that. I, like, have you, I couldn't believe it was in such a big box, and yeah. I thought, oh, lordy. Well, lordy, lordy, I feel my temperature rising. Yeah. Okay. I don't know about you. Hi, girls. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so the Oscars thing is it's heating, heating up. up. It is People have had time to digest it, and people are writing think pieces, thought pieces. About? The, well, the, it's Taron Egerton being snubbed for Rocketman. He won. He... he he won the Golden Globes. He beat Leonardo DiCaprio. He's brilliant. Earned a SAG, earned a BAFTA nomination. Right. The Best Actor race was too crowded. Still, it doesn't seem fair that Rami Malek, who lip-synced as Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody, would win last year's Best Actor Oscar, while Egerton, who really did sing all of Elton John's songs, didn't even get nominated. So that's one. Vanity Fair, this writer, uh, this is what they suspect is going on with the J-Lo Hustler nomination, which is a snub, uh, because she was pretty universally tour de force role for her. So this Vanity Fair writer says, I suspect something was going on with Lopez and Hustlers, which is that she did everything wrong. She dared to play a character, used her sexuality for a profession, and didn't regret it. 
She committed the unforgivable sin of being sympathetic and then not sympathetic. Mm -hmm. Then she took her public image and spectacularly amplified and reworked it to suit a complicated character. That's not what the Academy wants from J-Lo. They want her to scrub off her makeup and play a poor mother dying of some thing who tries oh. to find someone to take care of her kids they want a role that says look how serious i am look how willing i am like monster was for- to punish myself for you that kind of self-abasement is something the academy loves to see That's from women point. from women from women yes yeah. um the academy has never been good at looking at a performance like the one jennifer lopez gives in hustler and understanding it is serious committed and carefully crafted as this kind of stuff is Actors of all people should know better. And it's actors who nominate the acting awards. It's directors who nominate the directing awards. Writer for the writing screenplay. So we'll see. I mean, maybe she'll surprise everybody and get a Screen Actor Guild Awards. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for her that she would get that ultimate accolade. And yeah. then we get to see her in the, oh. in the in the media room, and then we can see her. You know, I, if I, I and you can think of your question. If he comes back there with her, no, and he you know won't. who I'm talking they about. They never, A Rod. How do you know? I feel like he's everywhere with her. She, he, he's like because a, they don't. You know the game whack a mole, but they, <laughs> but they don't come. We know up. they I go know on stage line. and then go off stage and then they're in the hands of a handler getting walked sure. from room to room. But so. if you remember, yeah, I know. when Reese Witherspoon That's, won for Walk the Line, but he was back because they won Ensemble for Crash. That's why oh, Ryan Phillippe right. was That's back there. That's why he there. was back there, and I called him. This, Mr. Witherspoon. No, there's Reese Witherspoon's husband. husband. That was it. That's not bad. Yes. I'd be proud to be Reese Witherspoon's husband. Damn right I am. And he goes, Ryan Phillippe. I mean, did it's he like, say that? Yes, Even and I just did. looked. We I looked at like, you and I go, uh, "Trouble in Paradise." When you I, when did. It's, you I did. I totally did. Because I, I, someone should be happy to be identified yeah. as Misters, Misses. If something exciting has happened that night, who you cares? Totally did. Yeah. yeah, I did. Well, All right, time. Look at the time. We got to go. It's time for the dirt alert. This is a my talk dirt alert. All right, Holly, uh, it's time for the Dirt Alert. I just, yeah. we're interested in your uh, dirty take on the Oscar nominations. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where you take a step forward and then maybe you take two <laughs> steps back. I think, speaking for personal disappointment, that Joker is leading the nominations uh. with 11 uh. nominations. Now, having seen that film, it's fine. Joaquin Phoenix's performance. I thought his performance was amazing. Yes. And the movie is fine. Yes. It's also called The King of Comedy. You can rent it for (laughs) $3.99 on Amazon Prime right now. Yeah. Because it is essentially a complete, not a complete lift, but it highly lifts from that movie where Robert De Niro plays essentially the Joaquin Phoenix Joker character as an obsessed fan who finds his way onto a late night TV show. So go and watch that movie. Mm -hmm. Also, we were talking about the fact that Todd Phillips got nominated to, for directing that movie, Come which on. was just woof. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. No, there are a it's lot like of people. It's like Kathy Bates getting J-Lo's nomination for yeah. Richard Jewell. A right. bomb of a movie, but everyone in the Academy all watches because it's Clint Eastwood. Yeah. And they know who she is. Right. So now I'm interested in going to see Richard Jewell because so it, because it came out and not, it, disappeared. It, it just disappeared didn't get a lot of marketing behind it and so now Kathy Bates has an Oscar nominated performance in that movie and like Scarlett Johansson getting nominated twice Price is a what the hell yeah there's a lot of questionable things going on in this year's Oscar and nominees I, and also Taron Egerton Right. Julia, you liked that performance a lot, didn't you? Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. He, he was amazing. Yeah. He was amazing. And he and sang just, everything. Yeah. yeah. But they're like, oh, we He's can't amazing. give it to two musical biopics. We'll right. have to screen those for 10 more years. Okay, please. Which yeah. is just total trash because that, the Oscars like, like to give awards to people who portray real, real life, life people. people. Yes, they like to do that. There's no reason why they wouldn't do that back to back, or at least give Taron Egerton a nomination. Because by all means, I haven't seen Rocket Man, but oh. everyone who has watched oh, the film is just—I mean, he's amazing. got SAG, BAFTA, yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. He um, by the way, uh, Greta Gerwig, the director writer of Little Women, wrote an open letter giving her gratitude to everyone who was uh, involved in this project, and she did sign the letter. Greta Gerwig, nominee, best adapted screenplay. For little women, oh. giving her little kind of yeah. Little, little, little I mean, two of her actresses because that was a surprise. Florence Pugh playing Amy, and but yes. not Saoirse Ronan. She's been nominated for everything for Joe March. And, she has, and they are the. I mean, I think that Saoirse is the best Joe we've ever seen on screen, and I think Amy has been the the freshest Amy Florence, we've seen. Florence Pugh. Pugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you said that. Even off yeah. the air when you saw Little Women, you were like, she is the best Amy, and this is just she so is wonderful. because Amy has always been kind of like, she hasn't been that like, the way Greta, I don't know, it was so much, I, the cast was incredibly upset that Greta wasn't nominated. Well, that their acting rude. performances and then... Yeah, you know, and kind of watch out because this is what the Oscars like to do. So they nominated Greta Gerwig for Best Adapted Screenplay for Little Women. Watch for her winning this because a lot of times the way that the Oscars work is that they'll nominate you for something because they didn't nominate you for something sure. else. So Greta didn't get nominated for Best Director. Fine, we're going to nominate her for Best Adapted Screenplay and we're going to give her the Oscars but how too. Does, she should just but be how happy does with that, that happen, Holly? Because they... The people, the actors nominate the actors. The yeah. directors nominate the directors. The writers nominate the direct writers. Mm-hmm. So screenplay is writing. Yeah, directing is a different one. And if she didn't get it over here, I, so they say that. But everybody votes on everything at the ballot. No, oh, I guess that's true oh, because that's this morning true? the way oh. the nomination started out is the gentleman who, on behalf of the Academy. Here's how these are done. But I thought That's everybody how, got to vote on everything. No, no, I, oh. for for who gets the Oscar. I'm not talking for who's being nominated, but the actual oh. at the end of the maybe the that's big, true. Lori, that is but, true but to get today. Yeah, 
I it can't was by the yeah. specific categories. Yeah, and I can't speak to the actual voting process, and I will do my homework and I'll and look into that more. But just looking at all of what they, each of you said is true. True. <laughs> okay. Everybody's everybody's true. Well, it is. Yeah. Today. Yeah. So, today. So, to, so now today, this with this list, then everyone in the academy will vote on all of this. Right. And so people Once who will see, but people will see. Oh, didn't she get didn't the get director. It for here. That's when that will come. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and this has happened in the past. Unfortunately, I can't point out yeah. specific examples of this, but you see it happen all the time. Oh, you know what it happened for? It happened with Spike Lee last year with Black yes, Klansman. Yes. He was nominated for that film, which was a great um, film, best film of 2018, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And he should have won Best Director. He should have won the Best Picture, but they gave him yeah, Best right. Screenplay, and mm-hmm. that was kind of a de facto. Well, sorry, Spike, we're not going to give you this award, but we're going to give you the screenplay award. It's like kind of winning the bronze medal at the Olympics, Got essentially. It. So that's what's happening over oh, there geez. in Oscar Town. Uh, let's talk about what's happening over in New York City, where Gigi Hadid has been called as a potential juror in Harvey Weinstein's sexual assault case. Mm-hmm. She was spotted outside a Manhattan courtroom this morning with 119 other prospective panelists on the fifth day of jury selection. And uh, when the judge asked potential jurors, anyone believe you know me, the defendant or any one of the lawyers, she raised her hand and she said, I have met the defendant. So Gigi Hadid has met Harvey Weinstein. The judge asked, do you think you can be a fair and impartial juror in the case? No. She said no. She replied, yes. Oh, Oh, she did? She yes. Did? Then the she judge, wants to get on that yeah. jury. Then a judge read a list of more than 80 names of potential witnesses and people who may be referenced during the testimony. That list included Selma Hayek, Charlize Theron, Rosie Perez. He asked a prospective panelist whether anyone knows them. And then Hadid raised her hand again. She said, I've met Selma Hayek and possibly Ryan Beatty. So she was going through all of these questions and she's being vetted as a potential juror wow. in Harvey Weinstein's criminal case. There's no way they'll keep her since she knows these people. Plus, she's friends with Cara Delevingne. Right. And she's part of this. She has a Harvey story. Yes. And so uh, openings are slated to begin January 22nd. If convicted, Harvey Weinstein faces life in prison. There he goes. And Josh Hartnett is giving a new interview. Uh, I saw that. What is he in the news for? You know, I can't figure that out, Julia. It's a (laughs) non-news story story. This is literally a non-news story. Right. But this is a non-news story about Josh Hartnett turning down the roles of Superman only. He never turned down Spider-Man or Batman, contrary to popular belief. Now, Josh Hartnett did take a meeting with director Christopher Nolan, who did those Batman movies about a decade ago. And Josh Hartnett said there's a lot of misinformation out there. He said, when you say one thing about one time, it gets blown up he said i really just don't want to tell that story over and over again so josh hartnett was never going to play batman never going to play spider-man although he was in consideration for superman so he's just setting the record straight here well i'm I'm sorry it didn't happen because then josh you know you'd have that uh you know batman money and then you could make some other movies no kidding no kidding like that's what michael b jordan with his uh, black panther money he set up his own production thing and got just mercy made and that movie is amazing oh i want to see it it's so good. Oh. It is incredible. Well, and look at Scarlett Johansson, how that's worked out for her. She got that Marvel movie money, and now she's nominated for two Oscars in two different movies. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're yeah. right. That's how it works. All right, your My Talk traffic is going to start uh, 
Right around Woodbury, want to let you know that that school bus fire that was happening by 494 northbound and Carver Avenue has been completely cleared off the system. All lanes of traffic are open and uh, no injuries are being reported as a result of that school bus uh, fire. 494 eastbound, a stalled vehicle blocking a lane from 24th Avenue to Cedar Avenue. In Maplewood, 94 eastbound, a crash from Wiper Avenue to Ruth Street. And uh, 694 westbound, a crash from East River Road to University Avenue. In Lilydale, got a stalled vehicle blocking a lane 35 east southbound. That's happening by Highway 13 to right around West 7th Street. And in Maple Grove, 94 westbound, a crash from Weaver Lake Road to 494. Your 5 Eyewitness News weather forecast tonight. Watch out, maybe about an inch of snow falling tonight, low 26. Morning clouds, afternoon sun tomorrow with a high of 31. Right now, 26 and cloudy. Listen wherever you are, whenever you want, with the My Talk app. Live streaming and on-demand podcast right there in your pocket. Download today at mytalk1071.com, keyword app. Let's talk about Let's talk about sex now to the people at home or in the crowd. It keeps coming up anyhow. Don't be coy, avoid, or make void the topic. Cause that ain't gonna stop it. Now we talk about sex on the radio and get All right. Oh, let me collect myself. I know. We're just we're talking about sex. We're gonna have a hottie on tomorrow. Oh, I know it. I know it. Okay, so uh, I really meant to get to this sex story. Um, last week and the week before and blah, blah, blah. But I wanted to look back on everything we learned. We've been, we've been on the air together. We've been each other's Gale. You had Donnie. We've been on 17 and a half years, but I wanted to see what are, what are some of the most interesting findings about love and sex in the last 10 years. Okay. Sort of a a greatest hits. Kind of. All right. The most interesting things from the world of social science. Okay. So, uh, and let's see if, I hope we covered all of these things. Okay. Let's see. Uh, One of the funniest ones um, that um, I I, I feel like I remember us talking about that men having affairs are more likely to break their penises to get that injury. Yes, I do remember that fact. Um, guys, be wary of the 5 to 7 p.m. relationships you're having with someone who's not your partner. That casual affair might result in a fractured peen. According, this was 2011, it was the Journal of Sexual Medicine. Cheating makes a man more likely to suffer from penile fractures. I totally remember this, and we're like, why? Yeah, exactly. Well, they're more why? adventuresome. It's like, you're not really breaking it. You're rupturing one of the tube-like chambers you got in your wiener you're trying more why because um if a guy's having extra marital fair or he's having the rush sex you're in a weird place blah 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 that you don't see men fracturing their uh their peens in the bedroom because uh, it's you're in a comfortable position. Everybody's comfortable. Maybe you're yeah, coming. Right, right. Not they're, they're you're not in a hurry. You're not in a risky situation. You're not wham, bam, thank you, man, or trying to get something. So anyway, so we do remember that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember us talking about this one? That the sexual afterglow you feel after sex lasts 48 hours? Yes. I think so. That was in 2017. That was only three years ago, Julia, that we found out that the positive effects of getting laid last up to two days and that the feel, you know, it helps people bond. And so they posited that the evolutionary reason for the 48 hour shelf life is that's when conception is maximized. 
It takes sperm concentrations 48 hours to get back to peak levels. Oh. And sperm is viable for 48 hours. Oh. In your reproductive tract. So that just is the magic number, 48 all the way around. So the lingering cognitive implications, if you will, the sexual afterglow lasts the same amount of time as the biological sexual afterglow. Look at how Mother Nature works. That's a good one. Fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, Okay, now this one was um, couples who share chores have better sex lives. Yes. This was um, 2015, five years ago, we learned this that um couples who divvied up the chores had higher relationship satisfaction and had more sex than the couples who didn't mutually contribute. And I think that originally like started out like if men did dishes they could get laid more. I mean, I'm thinking of how long we've been on the air. I felt like that was it. That was a starting point, yep. but now uh people have gotten they want more equitable yep. regardless of who's the husband, who's the wife or whatever, but you know, good. so that was good to be reminded of. Uh, let's see, what else did we learn? Um, we learned we were in the middle of a millennial sex recession. This gave me no joy to bring told, to you people. Yeah, Remember yeah, this? Yeah. The, the year, December 2018. Only a mere, you know. Two years two ago. Years ago. Mm-hmm. The Atlantic ran a cover story. Hyperdramatic headline. The sex retre- recession. Why young people are retreating from sex and what this means. So it was a study that uh, today's young people are attracted to have fewer sex partners than members of the two or three or four preceding generations. And they're slutty parents. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there you go. And it's there probably because uh, there's more... Entertainment available for kids than there was. For masturbation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, okay. Okay. I didn't even want to go there. I think but that's that what it is. Okay, that's there's what a it lot is. of Porn, options. masturbation. But I also think... People don't count oral sex as sex. Well, and I also think, Lori, if you think about it, when we grew up, there was not all the options for entertainment outside of masturbating. I'm talking about... Gaming. I'm talking about all the television options in your house. I mean, there was, we didn't have, we had three channels, four right, channels. Right. Or to go out. We didn't have phones to be connected. I mean, we didn't but have any. That, that is not the reason right, why fine. people reason. were not having sex. Right, I mean, 15% of, of uh, millennials had had no sex since they reached adulthood. What's wrong with that? I don't know. All right. Okay, most of us, I remember this one, most of us are dating, trying to date out of our league. Uh, that's right. This was uh, the journey. people are trying to date us out of their league. Science, this was in Science Advances. It's the year is August 2018. I'm pretty sure I used this at the state fair. People, the researchers looked at thousands of message messages exchanged on an unnamed popular free online dating service and they looked at responses of 200,000 men and women, and after a month of careful observation, they found most online daters tended to message people who were way more desirable. Well, you think you got a chance. With desirability determined by how many messages the uh, the person is getting, so you could tell. So anyway, that was kind of a fun one. Aim high. Uh, This... 
This one. Why not? They can only say no. Exactly. I mean, everyone used to say that. Go for it. What's yeah. going to happen? You can only hear no. Oh, my God. That's not that bad. I don't no. know. I don't know if we covered this one, but this is, I completely agree with this. If your ex wants to be friends, they might be a psychopath. <gasps> Remember, I've always said <laughs> oh my there's God. no reason to be friends with your ex if you haven't had kids together. Okay. Right. There's just no reason for it because no good usually comes of it. And in 2016, I don't remember this one, you guys. This was research from uh, Oakland University in Michigan that found that people with the so-called dark triad of personality traits often keep their exes around for calculating self-serving purposes. Sometimes it's to get sexual access. Sometimes it's a financial thing. Sometimes it's a need to exert self-control. Oh, and um, so they're really, and I, and I and I have, I don't think that we talked about this one, but sometimes I think, particularly with women, in an effort to be nice, oh, I can be friends with my exes. There's no point in it. If you didn't have children with them and you don't want to be with them any longer move along there you, you know, go move Alrighty. along all right there you go just move along because it might be a psychopath uh let's see <laughs> how about this one? remember we talked about schlubby leading men uh yes. with the hot wives yes. club yes uh 2017 is when we learned from florida state university that in successful relationships the gen the woman is happier with a less attractive man. She's more... Th- In other words, the woman is prettier than the guy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And... Uh, Why did we decide that was true? Because when your husband is physically more attractive than you, um, for whatever you, reason... You no, for the, <laughs> the results reveal... This is according to the research. The research reveals that having a very physically attractive husband may have negative consequences for their partners, especially if those partners are not particularly attractive. Okay. People always, you go, what? It makes sense. And, um... Well, okay, here's... And anyway, and if a man is a little bit less attractive, you know, it's like beautiful people find beautiful people. I mean, people usually... Are on the same yes, they are. compatibility yes, they are. line yes, of they looks. Are. All right, you know, You're, I agree. Yes, but um, the <laughs> we're listening. How do we say this, Julia? What? How do we say this? What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that when when the man is really handsome, and, and the then the woman is, woman is not, if she's just plain. People are mean. Throw, people are mean. Yep. What people are throwing her? themselves maybe at the person. Uh, she she must have money. Right. Yeah. So women are happier with a guy that's just not quite as great looking as they are yes. or average looking right. or whatever that. they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I do feel like we discussed that one. We did, I believe. Here's another one. If you want to get married, your best bet is to marry between the ages of 25 and 32. Hmm. We learned that five years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you were married between those ages. I was too. Uh, Once you're past your early 30s, oh, we were so mad at this. I remember this. It was from the National Survey of Family Growth. And uh, it found that while the risk of marriage ending in divorce declined steadily as marital ages, you know, at least went from teens into the late 20s, Mm -hmm. it then starts to rise again. Once you reach 
reach the age of 32 before getting married. The odds of getting divorced go up. The sweet spot, statistically speaking. That's your sweet spot. 25 to 32. All right. Jeez. We were mad about that. I remember that. All right. How about this one? Um, Divorce can be potentially deadly for men. Right. It isn't good. Uh, The University of... It was the most Debbie Downer divorce research we had of the 2010s, Jules. (laughs) That divorced... And this is why uh, guys... Partner up right away again. So it's like you guys have a caveman instinct. Uh, uh, uh. Divorce and unmarried men have higher rates of mortality and more prone to substance abuse and depression than married men. There, it didn't matter gay or straight. When you're partnered up, the men are more likely to be risky. Um, and de- a depression is also more common for a divorced man than a married man and blah, blah, blah. But it was the Debbie Downer. But it's also one reason why you see men so quickly jump into a relationship they want someone to take care of them and you see women if we're talking hetero they're not so quick to jump into something because right. you're like i'm free <laughs> i'm free <laughs> from all of that yeah so all righty good all stuff right. that that's all the stuff oh. we learned so i don't know what we're going to learn in the next oh, 10 years oh, damn stop. there's going to be so many there's so much more to oh, learn and they the year even. and the year same sex marriage was legalized we did talk about this. Gay couples stay together longer than uh, heterosexual couples. Remember? Yes. We talked about that. And we were just like, why don't they just get let everyone have the right married. to be married? What year was that? 2015, 2016? It would have been, yeah, I think 2015. You mean here in Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Hmm. Oh, All right. But I see Look how time, time flies. Goes. This yeah. is why yes. we had to do the uh, the, the, the decade in the review. Decade, the, de- the sex decade in review. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back. Fun. Follow us on social media. Find my top 1071 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Even if I scandalize you, cut you down, criticize you, tell a million lies about you, what would you say? Could you? Julia and I are having a discussion. She says her first tennis game is always really bad. And I said, my first bowling game is usually always bad. I'm so bad right now. You're just warming up. You know, you're warm. Are you doing your warm-ups before your game? Oh, yeah. Last night, cold when you started? Okay, so last night. You got to be warmed up, Julia. Well, it's hard because you just go on and you do a quick one. No, I was, my, I was, I'm just not that good. I'm surprised. (laughs) I feel like... (laughs) I should be you better than better. I am at tennis. Julia, welcome, After all these years, welcome I'm just really to league, not that good. league sport, okay? I'm Anyone who is in a league, I don't care if it's goalie, bowling, golf, darts, whatever it is, you kind of plateau at a certain point. Like, you kind of get as good as like you I get. I feel like I should be better, but I'm just not. Well, then I, you know, I should be rolling 300s for as many this years as I, bowl, right. as I bowled. But it kind of freaks you out that you just don't get better. It's in your head. 
Well, it is in your head. No, because yeah. well, I mean, the first match thing, I think, is in her head. Well, no, well, I just... Sometimes you're I not warmed to, up. Well, there. Yeah, you you're really don't have up. time when you play these matches. You have 10 minutes. Yeah. To do all your hitting, you know, to get warmed yeah. up. But I'm. it doesn't matter. I'm just... I'm... It surprises me. Like, did you just watch a lot of balls go by? Sometimes I wish my about? body would move or my arm would yeah. move and it doesn't. Yeah, And I get hit. I've had that frozen happens. foot at the tennis court. And I just go, wow, I should have moved and I could have got that if I'd even thrown out my arm. And it just comes so fast and you're just like, oh, that was mine. Julia, the shame of a gutter ball is real, real. Oh, well, a gutter ball it. would be real. It's a real, just, real, especially if you're a longtime bowler. And sometimes you just sort of trip up or yeah. it slips off your thumb. But it, it's the longest walk back to your teammates because no shame. one even looks at you in the eye. Shame. No, seriously. Yeah. Like... And everyone does it. Even the best of bowlers can just, you can just have a hiccup in your step or something. Sure. But I mean... That's when I really say all my colorful swear words right. that aren't really swear words, but are like my dad's corny sailor sayings. I just keep thinking yeah. this is fun, right? When I miss, you know, yeah. I'm here for the fun. Sure. What? But I played with this man. I'm on a mixed doubles team. It's brand new for yeah. me last night. And um, he just started playing tennis this summer. Oh, my. And is already way better. Yeah. And I'm like, well. oh. I mean, so sometimes you just think... How about all the football this weekend? Oh, Talk about so the football fans. Fun. Some except for every game was great to watch except for ours. Oh, that stunk. That, that was, was just horrible. Game. It was a non Did you watch the Kansas City yes, the game, the, the comeback, comeback game of the Yeah. And then I uh Casey after everybody left after the Viking fans, you know, shuffled out of our house and it didn't matter if there were women there or not. Casey, because oh, you yeah. want to watch the Baltimore uh Ravens and the Titans game. Uh, Corey said this young quarterback on Baltimore yes. is really Lamar good. Jackson. Yeah, and then there's this other really great guy. We'll watch. He goes, and I kind of like your football talk. He oh, that is hysterical. <laughs> okay, now that to me, because Lori informed me on Saturday yeah. that it was okay if we wanted to go to my brother's as long house. as we didn't blab. <laughs> okay, so and I'm like, used? and that, re- <laughs> and then I decided at that point I'd already been. Dissed Dissed once so already bad right. that I didn't care anymore. Yeah, and my kids weren't going, so yeah. I'm like, I'm. Not and didn't going. you go to a fun bar? I did. We went to a little bar after Oprah and watched a little of the game, and it was just such a bummer of a game. Yeah. yeah. So, but it, I didn't even care because the other games were fun in Green Bay. The Baltimore Titan game. I mean, that was kind of fun watching that, and and I did try watching the Seattle game, but then I just realized this. This is not me. I watched a little football on Saturday. I've already after, done it. I can't do it two After days in my a row. Oprah high, I've given my husband some chuckles with my amazing football observations. Oprah was a high. That was, was a high light, and I'm telling people. And you know what I did? It made me so happy. Hmm. I went, I, I just, like, they did, the Vikings did something good when I walked in the door, and Casey said, don't move! <laughs> oh, okay, now look. Man, he's okay. superstitious. Oh, then the whistle blow, and then I said, hi, everybody. Oprah was really great, and then I tiptoed, and I laid in bed, and I read the recipe for a perfect wife, I'm and I was that. so happy reading that book, and I could tell by the lack of sounds of great nothing cheer was that nothing was happening. Nothing. And then I called my mom and told her how great Oprah was, and that I wish she was coming to Seattle. Mm. People would. I mean, that was... Oh, say, Julia, you should watch uh, 60 Minutes on Demand because you missed 
Rafi Nadal. Oh, oh yeah, was, that was, was the third he story. Delicious, Danny. Really good story. Really good. He's story. a great guy. Yeah. He's great. He's a good person. Yeah, and with all the tennis heating up and.